Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for joining us. We are over at pathtozion.com all the time. Um, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 months now worth of audio recordings and of course on YouTube. You can find the video recordings that we started. I don't know when we started doing that. Um, that was very spontaneous back then. I was sitting out on my porch and it was early spring. I'm wearing a coat. My son's riding his bicycle behind me, like making faces and stuff. It was awesome. This is awesome too, but you know, it, I, I would prefer this as far as we can just get right to it. Now we're talking about what I titled the cup principle that we didn't even get to yet, but I was kind of setting the table for what we need to do, excuse me, in regards to how we function together. What does it mean to walk in unity? What does it mean to to labor alongside one another? Now, M Moses was a great example. I thought of that in the 30 seconds I took a drink at the break here between one and two. I thought about how Moses was, a, of course, a type of, of Yeshua, and Moses laid down what could have been his, and we're told specifically that he did that in order to, he gave up everything he could have had. He could have had these awesome, incredible things in his life, comforts, lavish living. He could have had that. He gave all of it up. Why? To endure alongside the brethren. I want to be like that. I struggle with it sometimes in my, in my impatience, in my unwillingness to endure, and sometimes just innocently in my my struggle to relate because if any of you are like me in any way and you're very you're just unique you're odd you're considered very strange very difficult you just don't agree with everybody and you don't you don't feel the need to just to be agreeable it's hard sometimes to to know that you don't agree with someone but still have a heart completely open towards them to say, that's okay. That's okay as long as the Father has brought us together. We're in the body, in a, in a plurality of the body, yet individually in our own lives and our own experiences, we are together trying to accomplish a greater, greater work. I really believe that that speaks a lot to uh, places unseen, to principalities and powers. When men, individual human beings, are willing to, as Moses, of course, like Yeshua, lay aside our own comforts, wants, desires, wills, beliefs, and doctrines to endure alongside the brethren. But the thing is, you've got to have other people doing likewise. You've got to. Because in many cases, it's, it's, I'm kind of the poster child in many ways of my life. I got to a place where I can do that, but not everyone can. Now, I'm just being honest. Not everyone can do that. Well, brother, you, now, not everyone's going to be rude about it and be like, Joel, I don't care what you're saying. Very few people say that. They just disappear. They quit asking questions. They're not a people of inquiry. I'm a man of inquiry. I will ask questions. Why are you doing that? Why am I doing that? Always in our household. Always. Why do we do what we do? I want to know. We don't want to be people just going through this walk, through this life, basking in the goodness and the kindness of the gift of grace we've been given. We want to do something. We want to be responders to the beautiful work 
that Yahweh Elohim has done on our behalf. And so, as we've already established, we individually do not possess it all. All wisdom, all knowledge, all truth. And we need, though, we need, need, whether you realize it or not, whether it's you, you, and you, in your own house, in your prayer closet, just communing with God all day long, if that's your life, you're lacking. I'm sorry. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Well, you don't know what God speaks to me. Yes, I do. I've been there. I had incredible encounters with Yahweh, man. Supernatural, and they were incredible. But that is different than a shared experiential life alongside the brethren. It's different. Again, here we are again. We're always landing here without any intent. Everything goes here. We are an extreme people. Are you saying that I shouldn't have communion with the Father and like... No, we're not, we're not talking about forsaking in its entirety anything in order to pursue and do this. We're not saying that. Other than sin and self, yes, of course, in case that even needs explained. We're, we're talking about the necessity of the brethren, of needing one another. trying to think of where I want to go with this one because I want to I want to be on topic for sure so let, let's just pose two sides and this is man my wife and I talked about this again this morning because again everything lands here and this is our life so so you have Old Testament New Testament this is such a perfect example we already went through went through baptism prophecy calendars tongues I would say perhaps the biggest division ever that we saw in Yeshua's day and that we saw right after he left and ascended and it continues today like a raging inferno is are we governed by the law of Yahweh Elohim keeping his feast, his Torah, his Sabbath or are we in the law of Christ and it is always one or the other is the, is the wide way presentation you choose this or you choose this. There is very little and. There is little that. There's very little. Now I'm seeing more and more. And it's interesting how I, when I say there's very little, I'm talking about mainstream evangelical Christianity, of course, just to be clear. I'm seeing so much lately, especially this calendar year, of so many people coming into the understanding of the and, <laughs> of the, of the, these are the same. I'm seeing more and more and more of that. And it's, it's awesome because that's what the Father has brought us into is, is the beginning of an understanding that's very young of, wait a minute, this is not an either or. This is not an old versus a new. And even the verbiage, old, <laughs> right? I love this one man I've been listening to. He says the Older Testament. Like even that tiny little tweak, you add three letters and all of a sudden, oh, okay, it's not so outdated and done away with and eradicated. It's just older. It's a preceding testament <laughs> in the timeline of God. And so this is a good example, of course. But when you say that there are rules, laws, boundaries, 
identifiers that Yahweh himself has put into place for his people, for their good now, as we always talk about here on the program. When you say that, you immediately write off the majority of, of mainstream Christianity. Ah, bondage. You're in bondage. I'm not in bondage. I'm in Jesus. Goodbye. I mean, let's just be fair. And we're going to talk about why. That's the cup principle. We're going to talk about why. But if you write that off, friend, you miss half of the story. You miss half of the entire account that we've been handed in the eternal scriptures, the word of God. And then there's the other way around. Many people that I've come to know in the last two years that exist, not always just personal, but that I, that I see as I gaze upon the body, come out of wide way mainstream evangelical Christianity and come into Feast, Sabbath, and Torah. Begin to make these connections of, wait, what I was taught doesn't make sense. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't go from beginning to end and, and make sense the whole way through. I have questions. Many of those abandoned many things that needed to remain with grace and compassion and kindness and, and softness and gentleness. That salvation is not earned. Salvation is not something we accomplish by keeping God's laws. We are regenerated Christmen that receive the gift of faith. And that alone is what has given us new life. And so you have these contending sides. We have become a people. Let's just read a few verses. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. As for me, brothers, I couldn't talk to you as spiritual people, but as worldly people, as babies. So far as experience with the Messiah is concerned, I gave you milk, not food. Why? Well, you weren't ready for it. But you're ready for it. But aren't you ready for it now? No. <laughs> you're still worldly. Now, what deem them as worldly? If you look into the text and what Shaul was saying, you're fleshly, you're carnal, you're driven by the flesh nature. You're a, you're a natural man. And he says, it goes on, isn't it obvious from all the jealousy and quarreling among you that you're worldly and living by merely human standards? Okay, again, to be clear, what we're talking about is this and how present it is in our church age today. He was saying, you're not ready for the deeper things. You're not ready because of all the jealousy, quarreling, and human standards that you're always bickering about. You're fleshly, you're natural, you're worldly. One says, I follow Shaul. Another, I follow Apollos. Aren't you merely just being human? He's just saying, stop thinking so human, so natural. <clears throat> but often sharing things that are difficult with others, civility is gone. Anger, emotion. I love emotions. I'm an emotional guy. And sometimes emotion can be confused with anger, but I'm talking about a heart issue. We're like an untouchable thing. Like, don't you dare question X, whatever. Tongues, as we already talked about. Anything. 
What's off topic for you? Bacon? I mean, let's just be honest. You're not going to talk about food. Yeshua said nothing that goes into it. Can we talk about it? What's off topic for us? Any one of us. There's disagreement. There's offense time and time and time again. I'm a very passionate person myself. It's hard for me at times to be in self-control because I get emotionally driven and stirred. I want, I'm practicing to be a more spiritual man, to be a man under self-control of all the things we're told by James and in other places of the Word of God, to, to be a man of self-control, just chill. <laughs> but division abounds. We follow the Baptist doctrine. We follow Torah. We know truth. Well, I'm non-denominational, brother. I'm free. <laughs> well, free to do what? We have to be careful that we don't attempt to label ourselves into a easily defined, compartmentalized document, movement, sect, we have to be careful that we're not seeking out to do that for anyone else as well. I don't I can't stand that and I need to be more okay with it. Like the Hebrew roots guy. He wasn't, but he was saying, you know, you when I told him I wasn't, he's like, "Oh, good, brother, cuz man, a lot of the things you were saying, I was afraid you were one of those Hebrew roots people and whoa." I'm like, "Well, whoa, what? First of all, like what do you mean? Well, I, you know, I saw these videos on YouTube about, and and I just stopped. I just okay. I just stop because we see a YouTube video. We, oh, I saw a YouTube video about you, brother. I know what you're like. Even the biblical cosmology stuff. I've brought that up, man, to people I love. It's a joke. Well, why? Videos, crazy doctrines and teachings by lunatics. Oh, oh gosh, wow. I never thought you'd be one of them. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Can one of who? One of who? Well, you know, I watched that video of that guy. You, 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 you probably follow, you know, so and so. I don't even know who that is, right? We have to rightly give and take the the calmness and the self controlness. We'll make up a word to give one another room to function together. Again, there is an absolute truth, as we talked about in part one. But guess what? Neither you nor I possess it all. No one knows it perfectly. What is wisdom? And not just wisdom, but specifically, what is wisdom from above? Let's talk about that for a few moments. James tells us the wisdom from above is first of all. Okay, wisdom now, biblical wisdom that's from above. We know these verses. It's pure. It's peaceable. It's kind. It's open to reason. Turn up the speakers on your television or on your laptop or on your phone right now. Wisdom from above, man. It's open to reason. Full of mercy and good fruits. Without partiality and without hypocrisy. I'm telling you, man, if the church of 2021 lived this one verse, James 3.17, we would look entirely different to the entire world. 
the whole earth would look upon the church differently than they presently do if we lived out just this one verse alone. Why? Because right now, in our present condition, we're not pure. We're not peaceful. We're not kind. We are in in most every case not open to reason. Praise the Father, I know men who are. We're not full of mercy. There's surely not much good fruit. And we are in no way walking in partiality, free from partiality, and free from hypocrisy. Seriously, y'all, this is a rebuke the church needs. I've been saying it for years. I need it. A reminder of, is this rightly defining my life as I function with other human beings within this body of Messiah? But we all think we have a better way, don't we? Even with our best intentions now, a lot of times there are plenty of people in the body that are just like in their best intentions and pure heart just too much. My son is a great example. He's fixing to be 10 years old, awesome, obedient boy, and he's a 10-year-old, almost 10-year-old boy. And a lot of times he will do things. They'll just be like, I know you thought that was best, son, but like that really... That was the opposite of what's helping your mom and dad. <laughs> you, know, you have friends like that? I know you're trying to help me, but oh man, that just made this task or whatever ten times harder. So thanks for your help. But we always think we have a better way, don't we? I, oh, I know. How many times have you been told that? Oh yeah, I used, to, I used to believe like that. You share something with someone. Man, I was in Acts chapter 4 and I read... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I, oh, I used to do that. I used to believe that way. And it's like, oh, that stings, right? Let us not be like that. Let us not, let us not exalt ourselves and, and take other people down a notch in order to give us a little bit of, <laughs> yeah, I remember when I used to believe that way. It's okay. Let's encourage one another. Man, when I read all these letters that are recorded for us in the New Testament, isn't that what they were doing? Now, they were hard, of course, and they were saying, you know, these things you do and you shouldn't do. But so many times they're like, man, you're blessing the church. We've heard great things about you, brother. We've heard that you're doing this. We've heard about this. They commend. They exhort. Even when they're correcting, they're doing it for the building up of, bo- of the body of Messiah. And that's a good, man, we could, set, we could set a chair up right here all day long, could we not? We've got to make sure we examine our hearts. I've been trying to do this a lot lately. Is even the unction of Holy Spirit to bring a correction or a truth or shed light on something that someone just might frankly be in the dark towards like I am in other areas of my own life? Is my heart's intent, is the intention and posture of my heart to build up the body of Messiah to help them get from A to B in order for the greater display of the glory of Yahweh Elohim to be through his body? Or is it to correct that individual and make sure they know that they're wrong? And if you think your motives are always pure, you're deceived, brother. This is a wrestling we all should have to go through. Of what? Search me, Father. Know me. See if there's a wicked way in me. Why? Because there will be. Get it out. Get it out. Let our unction, our goal, our purpose, and functioning alongside other people 
in the body of Messiah. B, for the building up of the saints and for the church, man. Proverbs 18. He who separates, <coughs> excuse me, isolates himself, indulges his own desires and shows contempt for sound advice of any kind. We have either all been there ourselves, are there now, or know others who are. People who have separated and isolated themselves. I hear the Lord, man. I don't need anybody else. But this says, if this is true, now I didn't write this. <coughs> and there's a lot in this chapter, of course. We could read it and it still stands true. He who separates, isolates himself, indulges his own desires, and shows contempt for sound advice of any kind. Now, where does sound advice come from? The body. Others. <coughs> Excuse me. A fool takes no pleasure in trying to understand. He only wants to express his own opinion. <coughs> Excuse me. Told you I had a cough at the beginning of part one. It's showing its ugly head. Friend, let us not do this. Let us not indulge our own desires and show contempt for sound advice from others that are not our own minds, our own understanding. I'm going to bring this one to a close because I think I need to drink some more water and take a little break. But Facebook post this morning, you know you get those memories? And if my voice turns, we'll keep going. Ten years ago today, is this is what you posted. Well, I had one today that was just really awesome because it was telling me that, that I had this dream ten years ago that the Father gave me an item, whether it's keys or something, I don't remember. I put it in my pocket, and he told me it, was, it would be something that would be for a later time, but not for now. And I reached down in my pocket after that, and it was gone. And the father proceeded to tell me that it would, it would, he's giving it to me, but it's for later. It's so interesting. I won't even go into why, but like this morning, as I alluded to in part one, there, there's been a little bit of that in my life the last 24 hours of like, huh, there's some things clicking in me. I don't even understand yet that the father is just kind of stoking a little bit. Things that have been in here for a little while, brewing, if you will. And I mentioned in that post uh, a verse, which is a song, and it says, I lean, not on my own, I lean not on my own understanding. My life is in the hands of the maker of heaven. I lean not on my own understanding. Um, I don't remember all the verses. I'd sing it, but I'm sure not going to do that to you today. But friends, don't lean on your own understanding. We're going to talk about that. That our own understanding can be dangerous. On our best day, there are things we know, there are things we've learned, there are things that have been added to, added to our lives, yes and amen, but it's not our own. And there are others who have more. Like I say all the time about this podcast, this podcast is what it is. But man, this isn't the epitome of knowledge. I'm not speaking anything that the Spirit isn't revealing to a brother two hours from here in, in, a, in a 50% more heavy dose than what I'm receiving and can rightly understand and my limited understanding. And he is outdone, to use our own verbiage, our natural understanding, 
He's outdone by a guy out in Montana who's getting truckloads of revelation. And, that, and he's outdone. You know what I'm saying? This is not a competition, friend. The body of Messiah. There's no room for that in the body. I want to know what the Lord is telling someone else. I am starving to know what's the Father speaking to you, friend. Because I want to know. Because I may not know it. I may not hear it. And I want to come on here and put something into the, the, the realm of, of the World Wide Web mystery that she is. Say, man, maybe something that the Father's teaching me is something somebody else hasn't heard yet. And here we have our functions within the body, our purposes, a plurality of, of even knowledge and wisdom and understanding that the Father and His goodness bestows to His people. Let's read a few more verses. I'll tell you what, let's end here, and we'll start right back in part three. We'll do the cup analogy. We'll get the cup out, and we'll put it right here, and we'll go over it for a little while. And I think this is really good. I think this is going to be something, you know, I like visuals. We're going to do that here next. So come back for part three. We're talking about um, this cup analogy, which I know if I, if I did this better and more professional and had it all staged out, I would have done the cup at the beginning. But guess what? I didn't, so here we are. We'll do it at the beginning of part three. You're watching the Path Design Podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way. We don't do it perfect, but hey, we're doing it nonetheless. Won't you come along with us and learn? Share with us at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook what you're learning, what the Father's telling you, what the Ruach HaKadosh is telling you, Holy Spirit is speaking things to the earth. What is it, man? What is it he's saying? Say it to someone. Tell someone. Whether they want to hear it or not, speak it. Let's get it out. There are ears to hear. Let's be those ears. Thank you for watching today. Come back for part three, won't you? Ride for this. Amen.